Hello, and welcome to Season 4, Episode 3 of Viking Story. My name is Alan Laycock-Fuchs, and you are listening to an accompanying podcast to a novel that I've written, which is set in the Viking Age. This podcast obviously allows me to explore Viking themes that relate to my novel and that are of interest to my listeners. Today we are going to look at the number two ranked Viking-themed TV show in my list, and Again, as as you've probably seen in the title already, number two is Ragnarok, and uh, this is a Norwegian television show. It is dubbed into English. It uh, premiered on Netflix, and so far there have been two seasons. Both seasons are already available on Netflix. The third season should be coming out sometime this year in 2023. So first of all, I just want to say that when it comes to my ranking, top one, top two, top three... Last week I talked about Vikings and Vikings Valhalla. This week obviously Ragnarok and I want to emphasize that there's a huge divide between my number three ranked and my number two ranked TV shows. For me, Ragnarok, this particular TV show, could have been number one and there's a very fine line between this and what my eventual winner is but very easily Ragnarok could have been my number one. I think it's fantastic. The only reason I've put it as number two, the only differentiation that I could I could make, the only argument that I could make. Ragnarok is a fantasy drama, and my number one is a historical drama. So that was the distinction I made. That's why I've placed Ragnarok number two, but it's a very, very close number two, and the gap between number one and number two is very narrow indeed. So let me tell you a little bit about Ragnarok. As I said, it's a Norwegian production, and it's set in the fictional town of Edda. So this is in Norway, and it follows a group of teenagers and some of these teenagers are actually Jotna in disguise, and some of them actually embody the Norse gods. So it's set in modern times, but you've got this sort of element to it that's mythical, that's connected to the Viking Age. But I do think that the balance of supernatural characters on this show versus sort of real-world characters is very good. There's not a, a huge imbalance most of the characters are normal, everyday people like you and I, but there are a few that are supernatural. I would contrast this to True Blood. If any of you have seen that show, I really felt like the balance of supernatural versus real-world people, especially over time, there was just too many supernatural. Like Every character on the show was supernatural in some way. And Once in a while, you'd come across a character that was just normal human, but... Uh, for me, I didn't like that. I, I prefer that the, the supernatural characters are kept sort of special and unique. And in Ragnarok, that's certainly the case. Most of the characters are not supernatural. Just a few of them are. So just to sort of give you the, the general premise, the the show follows a character named Magna. And he's a typical high school student. And his family have just recently moved into town and Magna sort of realizes there's this other family in town, very prominent family called the Yutl family, and uh, but there's something a little bit strange about them, something off, something not quite right. So he's that's sort of the premise. Magna's new in town and just a normal kid. As we soon discover, though, Magna's not a normal kid, and he's actually becoming Thor, or the embodiment of Thor. He's not yet Thor, but he's seemingly becoming him, and acquiring his attributes. But what I like about this is that it gives Thor a certain vulnerability because Magna's actually just a normal guy and he's just figuring this out for himself as well as things are going on. And this Yutu family seem to know a little bit more than what they're letting on and they are a real threat. And I mean, spoiler alert here, if you don't want to know 
too much, but I will just spoil a little bit here that the Yuklu family, they are the embodiment of Yotna. So I've talked about Yotna before. Basically, often it, they're translated into giants in, in English, but yeah, they are not giants as we would think of them. They are more magical. So I've, <laughs> I've suggested the term wizard giants, but I think just using Yotna is, is a perfectly fine word. So these guys are Yotna and they are portrayed on the show the way that the Jotunheim manner or the Jotna would have been thought of during the Viking Age. So more or less on the same level as a god, not necessarily gigantic in form, more supernatural. And, and actually in Ragnarok, they are not ever portrayed in gigantic form. And they are really presented, yeah, as gods, as as these supernatural beings. So I really, I really like that as well. And Magna is obviously as Thor, he's... <laughs> Uh, usually the uh, uh, the opponent of these Jotna, so they recognize him as a threat. He somehow sort of intuitively recognizes them as a threat, but he's at a huge disadvantage because he really is Magna. He's really just a normal high school student starting to develop these abilities, but his life could be ended very easily by, by a member of the Jotl family, who also obviously outnumber him as well. So that's sort of the premise. And what I really like from the show as well is that obviously I'm someone who knows a lot about Norse mythology. And so if there were to be a show about the Norse gods and the Norse stories revolving around the mythology, pretty much as soon as something would be introduced, I would know where this is going and I would know how it ends. And it would be cool to see it play out on television, I suppose, but there wouldn't be any sort of element of surprise or anything for me. I would I would know 100% where this is going and what's going to happen next. So what I like about this show, though, is that it's full of surprises because the fact that it's set in modern times, in the modern age, at a typical Norwegian high school, for me, it just it, it presents the, the context that, I don't know, somehow it throws me off guard a little bit and I don't see things coming necessarily. And then once they once they come, once they are revealed, then I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, okay, I can see how that makes sense now. And, ah, okay, so that's how they're going to do that. But for me, it keeps it interesting because I, 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 I'm not able to see where the storylines are, are going necessarily, even though they are storylines that I am quite familiar with. So I really think that the show does a good job in that regard. So if you're somebody that is interested in North mythology or somebody that's just just wants to learn about it. The show's good for everyone because you will learn a lot about Norse mythology and if you know Norse mythology already, you'll still be surprised and entertained. So, I think it's a, a brilliant concept actually. And as I say, this could have been my number 1 choice overall if not for the fact that it's set in modern times. So, I just kind of made that distinction between historical and fantasy drama. The final season will be the third season, so the upcoming season will conclude the series, and it is supposed to be released sometime in 2023 as well. So I would encourage everyone to sort of get on board early, watch seasons one and two if you haven't already, and then you'll be ready for season three when it comes out on Netflix later. Uh, the last thing I want to say is just a quick mention of the cast. Uh, so the cast largely come from another Norwegian television show called Scam, and uh, this is a a Norwegian teen drama. There's no fantasy element to it at all. It's just regular characters, everyday high school students. But the actors on this show, and obviously 
the actors on Ragnarok as well are just phenomenal. I really think they're really good actors. And I would go so far as to say this could be Norway's version of the Brat Pack. Like just exceptionally talented young actors that are all grouped together and have done a lot of the same shows together and that are growing up and coming of age in front of us uh, together. But yeah, Scam was just, just for your own information, really cool concept. So yeah, it follows a different character every season. So I really think that was interesting. Uh, you have all these high school students, but you get to know one more intimately every season. And they also did sort of a an innovative, unique sort of form of promotion. So they used real-time clips, real-time conversations, social media posts, and these were posted daily throughout the week on the Scam website to promote that week's upcoming episode. So it was a real way to engage fans and a real way to sort of, yeah, promote the episode. And then beyond that, there was even a deeper level of engagement where these fictional characters on the show actually had their own social media profiles as well that could be followed and interacted with. So there was this, yeah, as I say, this deeper layer of, of interaction that really engaged an audience and obviously helped promote the show as well. So I just think there were some really cool, innovative concepts that were used to to promote this show. And I can't say it enough. Uh, the actors are phenomenal, and uh, many of them cross over from Scam into Ragnarok as well. Although, if you have to make the choice, I would say watch Ragnarok first, because it is a bit jarring when you see the same characters, or the same actors, I should say, playing different characters. But yeah, a really good, young, talented group of individuals, I would say. So check Ragnarok out. As I said, this could have been my number one, so it's definitely a show that I would highly recommend, especially if you're interested in Norse mythology. So this is where I'm going to end this particular episode. The next episode is going to look at my number one, which, uh, if you haven't read the title already, hopefully it's not been spoiled. But yeah, next week I'm going to look at my number one choice. Uh, but until then, if you want to get in touch, if you've got questions that you'd like me to answer, I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to write in to vikingstoryfaq at outlook.com. I try to re respond to as many emails as possible. So again, that's vikingstoryfaq. And until the next time, Q Thor's Thunder.